Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, 19th of May, and it all tips over today. Our market down 132 as the Dow Jones falls only 267. Our SPY futures this morning were down 79, but we've tipped over as the Chinese get the hump with Australia and say they are going to step up domestic iron ore production and widen import channels. On the back of that, BHP's down 3%, Rio down 3.8%, Fortescue Metals down 3% as well. But the whole market was looking a little bit peaky anyway. If you read our strategy piece yesterday, which talked about sentiment indicators tipping over in the last couple of months, then a day like today isn't really that surprising. If you look at the chart of the ASX 200 in the strategy piece today, you'll see there's no big change of trend yet. We're still in a very firm uptrend. We just are top of the range and losing a bit of momentum rather than changing direction. Of course, it could develop. And our debate this morning was not about whether we should be buying anything, but whether we should be cashing up more. So that's our mindset just at the moment. One of our sentiment indicators, Bitcoin dropped overnight as the Chinese say they're opposed to using cryptocurrency as a payments currency. The other cryptocurrencies fell over as well. Japanese GDP came in below expectations. Doctors are calling for the cancellation of the Olympics again due to a coronavirus increase. Apple finding it hard to get new parts or parts for its new iPad Pro. Supply issues are seen as one of the elements of higher inflation concerns. Talk from one of the Fed governors that the first rate hike could be next year, according to the Fed's Kaplan. The FOMC minutes are out tonight. We'll see if they talk about tapering. The Canadians and the British have already started tapering or talking about tapering. In other words, doing less bond buying. And the markets have helped up there. Of course, the FOMC are paranoid about talking about tapering or raising interest rates because of the taper tantrum in 2018, where our market fell 15% in three months. They don't want the market dropping its pants just because they're tapering. But I think the market's been softened up by other central banks for the eventual announcement from the US that they're going to taper. So the market should be able to handle it, I would say, at this point. So one Fed governor saying that the first interest rate rise could be 2020. 22. As you know, the RBA is suggesting rates are on hold till 2024 here. I know we're doing a lot of debating about interest rates. And yes, if we were surprised by inflation or surprised by rising bond yields again, I'm sure the market would tip over again. But really, for longer term investors, it is marginal stuff. Worrying about interest rates going to 3% from 1.7% is hardly an extinction level event, is it? But anyway, the market is clearly thinking at the moment that we are seeing a maturing bull market with peak earnings, peak valuations, peak stimulus. Keep an eye on those bond yields. Things will start to go wrong if they start trending up again. Two other little items. Fidelity are apparently going to open stock trading to kids. And the Canadian property market is going mad, apparently. They are running out of space. People want bigger houses and there's no room. Seems the property market globally is flying along, which of course underwrites the equity markets as well and underwrites economic recovery. All good. A couple of little stock items today. App and APX is talking about a restructure 
restructuring and the share price has jumped 13%. And EML Payments has run into trouble with the Irish Central Bank and the share price at one point was down 47% today. Webjet had results, they're down 1.3%. APE or Eagles Automotive as they call it now, unchanged on their AGM today. Right, a couple of things from me today. Have a look at the strategy piece. I have a few charts asking the question, which bank is the best bank? And astonishingly, the answer is actually the which bank is the best bank. In other words, the CBA. Have a look at the charts in the strategy piece today. If you look at stocks relative to the market, which is what the fund managers look at. If you're a fund manager concerned about performance relative to a benchmark, then you need to be in the stocks that are outperforming, not underperforming. And often the only way you can tell that in a bull market or a bear market when everything's heading in the same direction, if you're looking for relative performance, you have to put a stock relative to its sector or relative to the market. And I've done that for the banks today. So the charts are in there showing the banks relative to the bank sector. So if you want to know which bank you should be holding, long term, whilst I've usually said, oh, just hold all four, they're a homogenous mass, they all do the same thing. Truth of the matter is one bank stands out as the only bank that's outperforming the sector. You can find out which one it is in the strategy piece today. It's the CBA. But since 2013, the CBA has outperformed the bank sector by 1.4 times but there is another bank that has outperformed them, and that is Macquarie. Macquarie have outperformed the bank sector by 2.1 times since 2013. And we are overweight in CBA and Macquarie, and particularly Macquarie. Right, otherwise I was a bit short of stuff to write about today, so I had a look through the research. There are three stocks that the brokers like after events this week. Have a look at those. Elders, average target price 11% above the share price, trending up boring stock though. Elders reflects the rural economy in Australia, which is seasonal, prone to floods and fires, seasonal issues, not reliable. So Elders is a bit of a boom and bust stock for the Australian rural economy at the moment, doing well. Trending up, if only it yielded a bit more, 3.1%, not really sexy. Another stock with great broker research this week is Incitec Pivot. Average target price, 18.4% above the current share price. Recently had a couple of operational problems, but almost every broker is talking about their second half seeing a much better performance with strong earnings on the back of strong fertilizer prices. And one broker talking about this being the cyclical low for the stock and that it's highly leveraged to global recovery to agriculture and fertilizer pricing. Have a look at that. Again, yield not really sexy enough, 3.2%, but it is about to go ex-dividend. And another essentially boring stock, Suncorp, has the average broker target price 10% above the current share price. Very positive broker response to their recent third quarter update. Some upgrades, some target prices raised. This one is an income stock, 7.2% yield. Most brokers upgrading recommendations, not because of the prospects necessarily, but because of the recent share price. It is a low return on equity, 7.9% return on equity. It's been constant around there. It's a low return on equity, low growth stock, unreliable, but has got a yield. Right, a few other bits here. There are a few buy recommendations in South 32, S32. If you want a resources stock that's not BHP, Rio or Fortescue, this could be your stock. They have just announced a $200 million addition to their current share buyback. They are printing money clearly, like most resources companies at the moment. 
they expect to have almost a billion dollars of cash by the end of next year, which they will presumably return to shareholders. Results are in August, and they are unlikely to disappoint by the looks of it. Brokers like it as well. See the stuff, broker stuff in the strategy piece today. James Hardy as well. Fairly good response to results yesterday. Morgan Stanley gone overweight on zero, which has had a bit, a bit of a share price fall. City has put a buy recommendation on Ardent Leisure, which is ALG. I'm not sure I'd buy this though. Lord Minette have got a sell recommendation, but interesting that City upgraded their second half earnings forecast by 150%. No dividend there. And UBS have put a sell on Fisher and Paykel Health. This, of course, was a stock that did fabulously when the rest of the world was going to hell in the pandemic. But if you read what the UBS research is saying they're going to see a significant drop in earnings next year, limited growth the year after. And on the current rather ritzy PE, doesn't seem to be any reason to be there at the moment. And lastly, Woodside have announced their withdrawal from an LNG project yesterday. That prompted a couple of brokers to write research today. This absolutely stands out as a stock that most of the market thinks is, or most brokers think is undervalued. The average target price is 22.1% above the current share price. Almost all recommendations are buy. We continue to hold energy stocks. It's cost us some relative performance this year, but we continue to hold them in the expectation they're going to recover as the pandemic is quietly put behind us. And if you look what the iron ore, not the iron ore, the oil price has been doing, it's been racing up, but the sector has been left behind. So we think that gap they're highly correlated, the oil price and the energy sector and the Woodside share price. We think the gap will close at some point, hopefully with Woodside going up rather than necessarily the oil price coming down. Anyway, another stock with a lot of positive broker research. Right, that's about it. As I leave you, the market really a bit stunned, down 131. Surprised the gold sector isn't doing a little bit better today, but it is down with everything else. We bought a couple of gold stocks the other day, EVN and NS. Not big holdings. As I leave you, the Dow Jones futures down 95 and falling. You have a fabulous day if you can. If you're thinking of buying anything, you might just leave it for a moment. I will speak to you tomorrow.